guest at Pressure Points with your two non-terrorist hosts. I'm D. This is AJ. We're hitting you with season four, episode one, the season premiere. Interesting and unusual deaths, part four. Find us on the Instagram and the Twitter at Points O Pressure. Oh, it feels good to be back in oh, the chair. Oh, man, I fucking hate it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. No, it's it's great. I've got my podcasting blanket, a.k.a. the old window cover. Yeah, that's true. We're now represented by LGBTQ. Yeah, don't look... In the window. Don't don't look for uh, pride flags in the window and think it's us. Yeah. It's not. It always is. It's always us. <laughs> Every we single time. We have a lot of different studios. Yeah, well, you great. know, we had a great, great break. You have we a good did. break? Yeah, I had a pretty nice break. Yeah. Your balls dropped when we recorded earlier. We've AJ recorded a, a lot nice, of bloopers. Yeah, AJ had a nice little uh, crack in his voice and puberty finally hit. Finally. It's it's made it. We're, we're all so proud of I'm you. I'm only 43 years young. Your period has finally started. <laughs> uh, What's new? Oh, you know, not a ton. I got a... A little DNA test, you know, one of those 23 and Me's for, little, for Christmas. Little DNA J yeah. test. Me and, no, you weren't part of it. Me and my wife got got each other the test for Christmas. Yeah, gay, nice. I know. That's but it, it's super fun. It came back and, uh, you know, I'm happy to announce now that as your co-host and to all you listeners out there, all you listener out there, that <laughs> you are now privy to a Jewish Satanist... <laughs> podcast host because i also joined the the no. temple of satan oh okay <laughs> and and my dna test came back and yeah i'm a bit more a bit more jewish than i thought i was a bit more connected to world war ii yeah it was a uh, a lot yeah it was always a joke that i was jewish <laughs> <laughs> it was always a joke that you were a fucking nazi yeah that's what it was well that too but well, yeah and you know, the satanic temple You've on their roles you're a result of both sides of the war we're Damn. all so proud of you. I'm I'm uh, mixed race, interracial. Oh Jesus! Fuck off, logic. Oh well, <laughs> multiple strains of white. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Oh, you do anything fun? Um, I gained like thirty pounds probably oh, from the end yeah. of last season. It's been a nice shut-in month for me. You get anything fun for from Santa? He doesn't know. What? Why would Santa do something like that for me? You're, right. You're on the bad get, boy list. I usually get dick-shaped coal regularly <laughs> from from my uncles. They make good dildos. Yeah, I don't know why my uncles always insist on dick-shaped coal, but- It Is works. the one in I'll prison or- uh, Both. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. The one they caught and the one they didn't? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, but yeah, it, uh, I have not done shit for the last month and even, even research. I haven't even researched anything the last month. Did it all mm-hmm. right now. All right now. Perfect. Me Pressure too. points fashion. Yep. I, uh, I, I guess I, by the time this comes out, I've started college. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Day by the one, way. baby. Yeah. Totally not going to fucking shoot myself in the foot. Uh, or face. Or face. One of the two. But I would rather drop out of school than drop out of this podcast. <laughs> so be alive. <laughs> so, well, that, yeah, that too. But, you know, Good. so I'll, I'll still be here. We've got we've got a lot of a lot of drinks this Yeah, this I was gonna say we're using all thing. of the coasters. The real interesting and unusual death is how many of these interesting and unusual death episodes we can do before we die of heart failure. Oh, I and didn't alcoholism. Even the uh the butterfinger blast from last <laughs> night. <laughs> 
So uh, <laughs> yesterday I had an interview with another podcast. No, I'm not interviewing to be on another <laughs> podcast to clarify. Uh, they are doing a little bit of research into cults and cult-like religions. Um, and I reached out to them, was interviewed. Well, I, I forced you to reach yeah, out to them. Yeah, forced me to reach out. I spoke with uh, Nick Harder, and he does uh, – I don't remember what the podcast is called. Oh, Fuck my me, God. Ryan. Google it. Yeah, I got to pull up our – On this episode of Google in it. pull up our shemail and <laughs> – No, you're not supposed to say quick. that. Uh, uh, we'll nix that. We won't. Um, but, yeah, it was a really interesting interview, and after I finished – oh, by the way, we will very likely have him on to talk about his upcoming show. Really fucking cool. Um, Looking forward to it. Yeah. And we'll get you guys like more information on all of that. Um, let me find out what his show is called <laughs> real quick. Well, in the meantime, while he's Googling that. Out of Trouble. Ah, oh, there we go. Out of Trouble with Nick Harder. Um, is that his current show or the one that he's working on? Uh, current show that okay. uh, they upload every once in a while. And they're working on one. That, like I said, it looks a little further into cults and cult-like behavior. Um, I can hear you <laughs> scraping your fucking butterfinger blast. So do you hear that? Uh, can you tell that I'm eating dairy, this, the best thing to do while recording? Uh, I hate you. So <laughs> I just realized. Finish the episode. Go out. AJ, I woke him up from his post-work nap, and uh, we went over to Sonic. And I myself, as a, a regular fat American... I enjoy a Butterfinger Blast from Sonic. <laughs> we ordered so much food, We got though. It was a $55 order from Which you Sonic. still need to Venmo me half. I did. I did. Oh, did you? Okay, good. I haven't um, checked. <laughs> so uh, I ordered a Butterfinger Blast, and AJ <laughs> he, uh, ordered uh, Reese's Blast. I almost ordered a Reese's Finger Blast. <laughs> so that was... That was fun, interesting, and I couldn't even make the rest of the order because I was I had a giggle fit. So, yes, we are thirteen year olds. Fuck I it, I love it. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, I threw mine away because there's so much fucking food. You threw it away? I did. I mean, I I, I ate like half of it. They should have left huge. it in the freezer. I know. I fucked up. Okay, you fucked up. I didn't want to get finger blasted today <laughs> on episode. That's not I true. Was, yeah, always. I'm getting Reese's finger blasted today right Ooh, now. Baby, magical. Um, so, if you remember episodes and episodes and episodes ago, I was on those auction websites buying shit that I didn't As need. As usual. So the other day, for the first time in months, I went back on. I was like, oh, I'll just see what, what's going on. I'll just, you know, maybe throw it. I got my stimmy. I threw a couple. <laughs> Your old six hundred. Oh yeah, stretching far. Yeah, so I right. went and bid on a few things. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna win. I just put in the minimum for these. Fucking nobody bid on two of them. I got an alert on my phone. I was like, you won. I'm like, oh shit. An hour later, I looked at my phone and said, you won. Fuck. So I had to pay for those, but they're really cool. Really cool shit. Yeah. Yeah, I got a. When we finally get around to it, we'll throw them up on AJ's archives. I'm probably going to live stream never some happen. old shit if you guys want to. If you want to see some old shit, because I got a decent collection, you know, contact us. And Instagram if you guys Twitter. don't want to, contact us. We'll still put it yeah. on eventually. So it's a Civil War U.S. Navy like uh, shaving kit. It's got the straight razor. It's got a case for both of them, and it's uh, got the stropping leather. 
comes with the Confederate flag and everything. Yeah, and a and a <laughs> bit of Stonewall Jackson's tooth. <laughs> and uh, and then I got a. This is the cool one, I think. I got a uh, Soviet Union era belt with the belt buckle. Another belt buckle that's pretty much the same one as on the belt, and then an East German belt buckle, all from the nice. you know the Soviet era. Oh yeah, not bad. Fantastic. Got them for cheap as shit. Usually they go for like 50 bucks each, but nobody bid on it. Oh. <laughs> Besides me. That's why I won. That's okay. Yeah. But, you know, not not bad. Not bad at all. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sounds so, like a successful you know, off season. Very successful. I'm now uh, more poor. Yeah. Well, got to love the division of the classes. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Let's start it off, baby. All right, you want me to go first? Yeah, hit me with it. All right. Let's see. Oh, this one, I said earlier, hey, maybe we should start off with a couple short ones and then, you know, work our way up. I'm going to go with my medium one. All right. Because <clears throat> it's also the only one with a name that I don't know how to pronounce. As, as usual. That's Let's what Let's just we say love here. Hiroshi Uchi. Okay. I'll 1999, he was a Japanese nuclear worker, got a major dose of radiation accidentally. Corey was working on Briefly Went Critical. <laughs> and there was this book written about him called A Slow Death, 83 Days of Radiation Sickness. Oh, God. So I've got an excerpt from the book here. <clears throat> After suffering patiently for a week, Uchi suddenly cracked. I can't take it anymore. I am not a guinea pig. His words shocked the physicians and nurses in charge of his, er, nurses in, in charge of his treatment. <laughs> was this the time to shift the focus from cure to palliative care? Even in a case, or even if a case could be made for preserving a bit longer, what purpose could possibly have been served by resuscitating him on the 59th day after his heart stopped three times for a total of 49 minutes? What the fuck? This really? was a man whose chromosomes had been destroyed. None of Uchi's chromosomes could be identified or arranged in any order. <laughs> what the? He wasn't even a human at that point. No, he was just... Oh my he God. Was, ugh. If you've seen Futurama, he was one of the sewer people. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uchi's body was destroyed from the inside out. It was a slow, painful death and presumably unpreventable. Uh, surely the doctors should have been able to recognize very early that he could not be saved. They kept him alive for 83 days and just kept resuscitating him. They were just going he all out. He was baked from the inside out. Oh, God. And yeah, 49 minutes he had been legally, like he, his heart was not beating. <laughs> and they just Good kept Lord. bringing him back. And they're just fucking going and for he, it. And he did not want to be alive. I was going to say, was he coherent or was it just he was in a constant stage of coma? He was in and out of coherency, but enough that, like, he knew what was going on. Ah, oh, Jesus. But not enough that he could say, <laughs> uh, pull the fucking plug, please. After 83 days, he goes, I am now familiar with God. Just <laughs> yeah. let us hang out. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So I said medium, but that one, it was bigger because I had to read that thing. Yeah, but yeah right. so that's fun. He died after 83 di Jesus days, and Christ. radiation is great. It's been a little while since I've been on the, since I've actually had to talk to anybody. Yeah, you're good. So uh, it kind of led me down the rabbit hole of just horrific nuclear deaths, <laughs> radiation deaths. <laughs> there was this one dude, he was, uh, he worked on like the Manhattan Project, was really extremely smart dude, and he was working on a core in a classroom of people. And he basically part of it was there's a shield around it and you could crack open the shield with a flathead screwdriver 
and like it, it's a lot there's a lot more that goes into it but basically as he's like putting down the shield he's leveling it with the screwdriver and oh, no. for a you know a microsecond it'll go critical but it'll give them super valuable a shitload of data yeah. on the the process of like fission and shit like that so he's another i was reading it from the point of view of somebody else who was in the room with him another uh, doctor and he's setting down the core. The doctor kind of like turns away because it's like, oh, we've done this a million times. It's whatever. And he hears something fall to the floor and he turns oh. around and the guy had dropped the flathead Fuck. screwdriver. And there was a bright blue flash. <laughs> and then the core shut over it. And that was enough to give this dude, the uh, the dude doing the procedure, third degree burns inside of his body. Oh, no. Yeah. Fuck. He did not last 83 days. <laughs> Don't say. Yeah, and everybody in the room was like exposed, partially oh, blinded Lord. from this huge, this bright flash that you could see with your eyes shut. <laughs> it was hey, but great. I bet he didn't have any cancer after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was cancer free after about a week when he was dead. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Oh god. Uh, all right, what you got for me? So, um, some some classic engineering. Oh, the best. Oh, I know. You mentioned a lot of these have uh, oral fixation. Is this one of them? Uh, no, actually. Oh. This one, let me pull up real quick the year this happened. Why don't you have that written down in your I, notes? I fucked up. I don't, yeah, it is what it is. So, classic German engineering in 1921. You would think German engineering, they know what the fuck they're doing. They're locked in, focused. Oh, yeah. Right? After after World War One, yeah. where they really had a lot of engineering feats and bridges and Oh, a little clink there. We did who, not cheers. Who put that microphone there? <laughs> so, 1921, um, in Oppau, they were working with uh, fertilizer. Sounds like I'm just bullshitting my way through this. Um, <laughs> so, they, they had this huge silo that was filled with an ammonium sulfate, and they were using it for fer fertilizer. Now, it also include ammonium nitrate because it was still acceptable to have like just trace amounts in there they were like yeah it's all right i mean you can still buy ammonium nitrate in like home depot yeah not a big deal yeah it's fertilizer so uh the silo started to get clogged up and what they would generally do is you could break down the ammonium nitrate with pickaxes because ammonium nitrate when it's in really large amounts it kind of compacts on itself and makes like a plaster style. Yeah, it compresses kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. So it compresses down. They crack it with um with their pickaxes, whatever would clear it up. This time, however, they couldn't quite get to where it was with pickaxes because they would have suffocated. They would have gotten like covered with all the other ammonium sulfate. So, general practice at the time is you would get quarter sticks of dynamite, and you would put it in there and. I know it sounds like you roll your like you're just like oh what the fuck were they thinking? However, at the time it was very very heavily believed that as long as you didn't have more than sixty percent ammonium nitrate in the silo, there wouldn't be this mass explosion. Which they were looking at like fifty percent. Oh, um, so let's get it so, close. Yeah, they're like we're okay for now. It's not just gonna blow everything up. Whatever. So they get this little, like, an M80 firecracker, basically. <laughs> Toss that shit in there. Like, this will be all right. Light that bad boy up. And there were two explosions within half a second of each other. The first did work. It did what it, it was broke supposed it to up. do. Yeah, it broke it up. Problem was, 
that ammonium nitrate, when it reacts with an explosion, it causes a bigger explosion. And when you yeah. have a fucking silo, 50% of it is ammonium nitrate, everything fucking explodes. They made a silo of ANFO, they essentially. They did, yeah. So over 500 people died. Holy because shit. Because they're like, we're just trying to clear out the ammonium nitrate cloth. 500 people? It left a crater that was like 300 feet by 400 feet and like Holy 30 shit. feet down. Blew the shit sky high. Now, there's a little bit more regulation when it comes to ammonium nitrate. Just a little bit. Just a tiny Holy bit. Holy shit. I did not. 500 yeah. people way to one-up me and, with my one. And you would never expect German engineering to go that poorly, but- here we are. All right. They're really efficient, especially yeah. in that plumbing. You know you've made it when you're on pressure points, interesting and unusual deaths. Oh, yeah. That, that's the barrier of success. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Let's see. Let me scroll on through. Oh, I love this one. You always need a Russian guy in interesting and unusual deaths. Oh, yeah. It's it really it's what makes it's in it. in every episode. Yeah. Well, every that's Every episode true. we ever do. So, Sergei Tuganov. Fantastic guy. I know you pronounced that one correctly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he made a bet with two women. Well, the two women made a bet with him. They said, hey, Sergey, I bet you can't fuck both of us for 12 hours. <laughs> and he said, oh, bitch, man. I might. <laughs> the It was a, for 3,000 pounds, they said, you can't fuck us for 12 hours. Continuously. Continuously. Oh, God. I, sign me out. No, thanks. He said, I bet I could. So he downed an entire bottle of Viagra. Oh, God. And won the bet. Yeah, but I'm sure he didn't have any time to spend the 3,000 pounds. He got the money, and then he died of a heart attack. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure his heart, it didn't just stop. It fucking it exploded. exploded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, so that was, you know, that it was It exploded fun. harder than he did after edging for 12 hours. For <laughs> 12 fucking Jesus hours. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Props to him, though. Yeah. That's uh, that's some dedication. That's got to be a record. He deserved the, the 3,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, my God. Went out with a literal bang. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, along the same lines, this next one, we're looking at beds and two women. The, it's great. 2005, Mildred Bowman and Alice Wardle. 62 years old and 68 years old. Uh, two sisters were killed in Spain. Oh, my God. God, Someone's at my door. I'm so phone. sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. Oh, God, it's the feds. I don't actually know who it is. So keep going. Oh, yeah, you're good. So uh, these two older sisters were killed in Spain after they became trapped for four days when their fold-up bed collapsed. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so I've come across the fold-up, like the Murphy bed mm -hmm. deaths before. I'm surprised it took us this long to talk about. God, really, though. Like, convenience-wise, amazing. Oh, yeah. Danger-wise. You can fit it in a studio apartment. You're great. <laughs> yeah. Like, danger-wise, eh, maybe it's kind of on the edge there. No, no, no. It's perfect. Especially when you're old. I don't think that it's really that great an option when mm. you're over your over 60. Maybe. Yeah. Big to Maybe different. stay away from something that can pin you up against a wall. For however long four I already days. forgot. Four, four days? <laughs> four days. I must have missed the that. The problem is, I feel like most old people are just like such... 
Like they'll stay in, they'll shut in for days at a time, and then they'll make an appearance, and then they're exhausted for a week. So four days, people are like, oh yeah, these two sisters are just they're fine knitting together. It's whatever. Are we gonna mention that they were sleeping in the same bed? This is a good point. It was this in Alabama by any chance? No, it was in Spain. Oh but I don't damn know it! If it's a shitty part of Spain. <laughs> two sisters. You could just say Spain. No, I'm just kidding. I have nothing against Spain. <laughs> Oh, good old Mildred. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's see. What do I got here? I also think that they were probably hanging upside down. They were Because when you think about how uh, the Murphy beds work, they were just pinned upside down for four days. Their heads exploded harder than that Russian dude. Harder mm-hmm. than his head exploded after 12 <laughs> hours of edging. Uh, well, you know, speaking of uh, uh, people's head exploding. Oh, uh, yes. 1814, <laughs> one vat of the Mu Brewing Company. <laughs> Mu <laughs> I don't know. M E U X. So Mo. Sure. Moe's, Moe's Brewing Moe's Company. Brewing Co. Burst. One of the vats burst in their in their factory. They uh they make beer. Obviously, they're a brewing factory. Eight people drowned as one million pints of beer dumped into the streets. Oh, The size man. of half of an Olympic swimming pool Jesus all at once. Good Lord. I would love to go that way. Yeah, right? That's like a Why didn't they fest. just drink it? Yeah, Why drink your way drink out. It? Come yeah. on, get it together. Idiots. You'll float better, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Makes you more buoyant. It's gotta. All right. Now, what's what's your it. transition into your story? Oh, man. So, sometimes when you're surrounded by beer, it's similar to surrounding yourself with other... I, fu- I don't have a good transition for this one. Fuck, <laughs> fuck it. This is so, the episode of good transitions, yeah, by the way. It always is. It always is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in ancient Greece, there was a philosopher. And you always know it's going to be good in ancient Greece with philosophers. Like everybody ones. was a yeah, philosopher. It must ones. be nice. So, uh, Heraclitus was known as the weeping philosopher. Heraclitus? Heraclitus. Heraclitus? No, it's not Heraclitus. Okay. No. (laughs) It's like, Heraclitus. Yeah. No, it's- I know, it sounds like it would be spelled- H-E-R-A-C-L-I-T-U-S. Heraclitus. All right, whatever you say. (laughs) So, uh, he was known for- saying nothing in life is permanent, nor can it be, because the very nature of existence is change. Change is not just a part of life, in Heraclitus' view, it's life itself. So, he was diagnosed with dropsy, which, if you don't know what dropsy is, it's the old term for the swelling of soft tissue, uh, usually due to, like, an excess of accumulation of water within your muscles. Edema. Yeah, edema. So... It kind of looks like your legs are filled with silly putty or those, <laughs> yeah. you can poke it and it just stays there. It's weird. Yeah, it's it fucking indents. Straight. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, so he had been, he had had this for a little while and he was like, you know what might help me out if I go out to a cow shed and cover my sh- myself in manure. Definitely. Yeah. That's definitely helpful. Yeah. He believed because his doctor had told him, you know, I <laughs> just tripped on his shirt. Uh his doctor said, well, I don't really know a cure for it right now, so it is what it is. So, uh, covered himself in cow shit because he believed that the heat of the shit and in combination of sitting in the sun for a day would pull the water out of his system. Of basically just evaporate all of it. Whatever. So, he goes and lays out in the sun for a day and dies. 
They find his body and they're like, ah, shit. Well, nobody really liked the guy because he was just, he hated Life has changed. Well, he hated Persia, went to Athens, and then he hated Athens because they hated Persia. That's why he's just like, ooh. That's a, okay. Yeah. Super, if you can look at A contrarian. Look into the guy. Like my wife. Yes. He was very much a contrarian. He was just a, nobody fucking liked him. Except for your wife. Everybody loves her. Uh, so they put his body in the market on on their little display. What the fuck was that? What the hell? Oh, the iPad died. Oh, sorry. That was really fucking weird. So, oh goodness, we're just killing it. Um, put his body on display. Whatever. I'm sure plenty of people came over and just spit on him. <laughs> However, after being covered in dog shit, uh. He was, or sorry, cow shit. I was going to say. He was later eaten by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great way to go. Total Heraclitus. Her- Heraclitus, whatever you say. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's see. Speaking of being eaten by wildlife. <laughs> uh... Actually, no, I don't want to do that one. Uh, speaking of. Being put on display while you die. There we go. That's good. Ivan McGuire in 1988. He was an expert parachutist. And he was a videographer. He had over 800 jumps. Basically what he would do is when he would work with like a parachute school. So when people would jump out, he would like be videotaping it. When they're instructing or just cool like aerial shots in the 80s of people parachuting with all that like purple windbreaker shit. Awesome. Show that shit to your friends anytime they come over. Put yeah. it in your, uh, in your, your slideshow. Yeah, click, click. <laughs> so he, he obviously super experienced. On his final jump for the day, he jumped and filmed a duo of people. One was an instructor, one was a student, just like showing them drop. And you can see in the video, because of course it's published on the internet, the, he jumps out, it's like a helmet camera. He jumps out after the people, the people deploy their parachute, you see him look down, go to pull the cord, and there's nothing there. Oh, no. The cord isn't there. Oh, no. And then at 150 miles an hour, he just stares at the ground and splats. <laughs> Turns out, when he jumped out of the airplane, he forgot his parachute entirely. And he filled it with dishes. <laughs> they always do. Damn it. No, they, yeah. So the camera survived, but he did not, obviously. Oh, man. And... Like, it was ruled as accidental, but a lot of people were like, how did he forget his parachute? Yeah, as somebody that is doing this regularly. Yeah. It, they say it, he was just overworked. He was Probably. fatigued. He was fatigued you know, capitalism over and over and over again. Yeah. Multiple times that day he had jumped. God. And yeah, he just forgot his parachute the last time. Oof. Yeah, don't Google that footage, but like, you can. I'm going to pull it up after we finish. We'll do yeah, it on sure a sloppy you. second. No, we want to hear my reaction to it. Oh, look at the ground. That's coming up fast. There's your <laughs> oh, reaction. shit. All right. Now, what's your transition? <laughs> oh, transition. So, you dealt with air. I'm dealing with water. Ah, oh, fuck So, you. 1984, uh, an unidentified man, 25 years old, was using submersion as an erotic asphyxia method. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so, he's just slightly drowning himself to get off? Yeah, so uh, he would use a homemade plastic bodysuit, and he'd tie himself to a boat and was using a homemade diving apparatus for air supply. 
wouldn't it just be easier to pay a hooker to stop on your balls? You would think that it would that be point? easier for someone to just hold you under the water. Yeah, than a boat with a like, homemade you breathing apparatus. You don't need to pay very many people like that much money to hold you underwater. Oh yeah, you're trying I'd, to ten like, bucks. drown and get. I'll off. hold you underwater for five as soon minutes. As, as soon as you stop stroking, it's like okay, he's probably close to passing out. Let's pull him out of water. Yeah, easy. easy. No, apparently this guy just wanted to make it as overly complicated as possible. Tie, he would put on his plastic bodysuit, hook up his little breathing apparatus, tie himself to the boat, and hop in the water. <laughs> I imagine the boat was moving. <laughs> no, I think so. I'd like, like to it was like so gunning too. around. <laughs> yeah. uh, he faulty apparatus, obviously. No, the homemade from, apparatus was faulty. He died from rebreathing, which actually happens oh, yeah. if you wear a mask. It's true. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah. I don't like to have to clarify, but I am being sarcastic. If you believe that, fuck you and stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Died from re-breathing. Died re-breathing trying to get off breath. while tied to a boat. My God. I like to think that it was moving and it just ran into shore and some little girl's like, Mom, no one's driving this boat. And then his body, Float, his blob. bloated body floats to the floats to the surface. Dick hard as shit. Yeah. His fucking hand is <laughs> like wrapped around, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Oh my god, his dick. I and mean, he's dead. That's why he was unidentified. His family found out. Like, we're not releasing it. Yeah, we're not gonna claim this. Even the news was like, "We're not sharing it." Yeah, we're not. Mm-mm. Oh, no way. God. Oh fuck. What about? Speaking of uh, sticky fluids. <laughs> in serums. Serums, yes, sticky serums. In 1919, this is fantastic. In 1919, 2.3 million gallons of molasses spilled after a tank burst in Boston. Oh, yeah. The Great Molasses Flood of 1919. This is fantastic. Apparently, there there were witnesses who survived, and they said it. There was a the ground shook. And there was a huge roar, like a train was passing by. Oh. Other people heard a machine gun-like sound as the rivets popped off of the tank. And you're like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Just the metal pieces went flying. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, multiple blocks were covered with three feet of molasses. There was a wave that was going, that went 35 miles an hour of Holy this shit. shit. M- you know, feet high. A bunch of buildings were just pushed off their foundations and crumbled. <laughs> a bunch of rescue workers showed up to help to, like, jump in and save people who were drowning in this slow-moving molasses wave. Well, I mean, it was pretty fast for molasses. But, like, they would jump in and not be able to get to the body. They worked oh, through the night. And by the next day, the dead bodies were crystallized like candy <laughs> jesus imagine trying to swim through molasses there was a, a story of a kid who was luckily further down from it so he didn't catch the brunt of it but he was with his sisters and he was almost home when he turns around and the wave catches him and he's riding the wave almost like he's surfing he kind of gets dumped off at the towards the end of it and he can't breathe because his mouth is full of molasses oh god and he he passes the fuck out as he hears his mother calling his name, he wakes up a couple hours later and they were able to, like, uh, turn him over and the molasses poured out of his mouth. Jesus, out of his lungs. Yeah, out of his fucking lungs. <laughs> people, yeah, people would just, for the next year, 
the most common thing was coughing due to something in their lungs. Ah, Jesus. But uh, surprisingly, only 21 people died, which is, you know, that's all right. But they they had to use fireboats to spray the area down to get the molasses off. And it filled the harbor. So the harbor was just brown for months. Fuck that. And apparently for like decades and decades, anytime there was a hot summer day, it smelled sweet (laughs) in that area. (laughs) You wonder why. But yeah. Oh, and they said uh, the rescue worker said after it was all cleaned up that anything that you could touch was sticky. (laughs) For a long ass time. That's my fucking nightmare. Yeah, you just... Ugh. Oh, God, Ugh. I hate yeah. it. I imagine for months afterwards, anytime you're walking down the street, your shoes would slightly stick. Just... Ah. <laughs> Ugh. I hate that. Like when someone pees on the concrete <laughs> and you had to walk through it. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I'm oh, sure you have. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I wish I could find it because I read a book that uh, it went over a little bit of that. That was part of this girl that was possessed. She like told that story to her little sister and like fucked her up. I don't know what the fuck Wait, it was called. This uh, is... Someone was possessed and they told their story, their sister yeah, a story she, about the flood. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she was like, she and her sister were really close, and they would get together and like write little stories and do like they would draw pictures of all of it. Really cute stories. Oh, was initially. this before it happened? No, this is after. Um, they would write little stories and be like, oh yeah, these cute little things. But her sister gets possessed. And her sister's like, oh, I have a really cool cool story that we could tell. And so they're starting to draw it and write it out. And she starts going into details of, oh, yeah, and then the, like, big vat of molasses exploded. And the little girl's like, what? Like, <laughs> this isn't yeah. fun anymore. And these people started drowning in the molasses. And just as, like, breaking it down, haunting this little chick. I don't know what the fuck it was called. And it's going <laughs> to bother me the rest of the episode. It's probably something you just made up in no. a drug-addled state. No, it was a good book. You would really like it. Oh, yeah, but 150 got injured. Oh, God. From it. And, uh, yeah, 21 people died. So that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, not not bad. It's not 500. <laughs> yeah, not not bad for 2.3 million gallons. Oh, like, that's a fuck God. ton. Oh, and I should probably talk about, like, why it burst. Yeah. They had some molasses in the bottom of the tank that was just cool to the temperature of the area. And then to get the molasses off of the boats and into the tank, they would have to heat it so you could actually pour it. And they basically heated up, poured it, and it got hot. The cold stuff got hot really fast and, like, expanded. And, yeah, it was just a simple, simple, quick expansion. The tank couldn't handle it. You don't say. Yeah. Heat and something that expands. Hmm. Should you put that in a closed yes, container? Yes, and you should mix the cold with the hot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's see. Well, um, Speaking of having things in your system that really shouldn't be there. Ah. Oh. A 23-year-old American in 1799, sailor, headed over to France. They've, what, docked their ship and... They're wandering around France, and they see this tent in a field. So, John, John Cummings was his name. Yes, very clever last name mm-hmm. by me to find that one. So, John goes and checks out this circus tent, and he sees this guy doing sword swallowing. And his friends are like, oh, that's fucking crazy. That's cool as hell. They're a bunch of, like, dumb 1800 sailors. Get back on their ship. John's drinking that night, and they're talking about this sword swallowing. And John goes... 
Yeah, honestly, I bet I could do that. And he pulls out his pen knife and swallows it. Oh, my God. I almost did this guy's story. I heard about it on a different podcast <laughs> like two years ago. I was going to do this story. Oh, so John swallows his pen knife and his buddies are like, oh, my God, that's crazy. So everybody starts taking out their knives and handing them to John. He swallows like four fucking knives that night. Goes back home. Next day, nothing happens initially. He shits. And he's like, oh, no knives. And then he shits out like two of them. He's like, well, should be good to go. And then or he shits out three of them. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's as many as I had last night. Just getting drunk. I'm sure he didn't remember there were four. So for six years, he doesn't do any of it. He's just like, oh, yeah, that was a, that was a fun drunk thing that I did one night. That's his party trick. Yeah. Uh, so they're in Boston, actually. And he's drinking with some friends, and they're like, hey, John, you remember when you swallowed those four knives? And he goes, oh, yeah, good times, right? And they're like, hey, let's do it again. <laughs> John keeps drinking, and he's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go for it. So he swallows eight more that night, <laughs> or he swallows six more that night. Next morning, wakes up, feeling kind of shitty from being hung over, but Everybody knows that John Cummings is the knife-swallowing dude. So he's hung over his shit. Crowds are gathering around him. They're like, swallow our knives. And he swallows eight more fucking knives. <laughs> Later so he's that, at 14? Uh, 14 plus the just one in that. Still in his colon. Plus the four that he swallowed before, but one is still in his fucking intestines. So later that day, for some reason, John starts getting... A lot of pain in his stomach. No. And he starts throwing up so much that he can barely even hold himself up. So his friend carries him to the hospital and they treat him and like, well, you've got to pass these fucking knives. So he's, I mean, he's dumping out these knives like nobody's business. Don't know how many he passed over the next month. But after a month, he's like, you know what? I feel a lot better. I think I've gotten all of the iron and steel out of my system. <laughs> And uh, he boards a vessel to go back to France. Now, the vessel gets cut off by the Royal Navy. This is like 1807, I think, at that point. Gets cut off by the Royal Navy. Royal Navy says, hey, you're joining us. Bring them on board. And they're all sitting around one night while they're sailing around. And uh, John's <laughs> friends, great friends, by the way. Oh, yeah. Once again. I mean, if you did this, I would definitely encourage you to do it until yeah, you died. Absolutely. So uh friends are like, yo, you know what our friend John can do? And Royal Navy's like, what? Like, this motherfucker can swallow knives. Check this shit out. And John, being a complete idiot, the fact that he fucking swallowed all these knives um like month earlier is like, I can just make sure I'm drinking. So he's just getting fucking plastered that night throwing people's knives down right would, in the gullet he would chase it with with beer grog he's just like oh this is fine go, 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 go. <laughs> fucking idiot so he recalls like they they finished their little thing recalls uh i know that i had at least 14 oh, i know that i swallowed like nine total that night but there might have been like 14 in there and he's just like, I can't remember. I was so fucked up. So four years go by. This guy has been swallowing knives for fucking 10 years at this point. 
four years go by, and John finally fucking dies. <laughs> <laughs> the physicians perform an autopsy, and they find fragments of full knives in his intestines. There's one lodged in his colon, a whole knife lodged mm-hmm. in John's colon, and they like get to his stomach, and it's so fucking misshapen because they found fragments of over 35 knives in his stomach, most of which were completely rusted. And his stomach was just like completely fucked up. So an idea to anyone out there that is thinking about swallowing swords or knives, maybe don't do it. Did you see the drawing from the autopsy of the knives? I did Oh, shit, I'll pull it up. Oh, God. Uh, Like, you watched a sword swallower. What the fuck? You're like, oh, yeah, I can do that with things that are much smaller. So a lot of the handles were decomposed or partially. Mm -hmm. So this, what I'm about to show you, which you should look up and put on the Instagram later, is a drawing of the contents of his stomach. Oh, goodness. And intestines. Fuck. Yeah. Ah, Jesus Christ. The thing is, can you imagine passing a knife? Uh, No. Yeah. I don't want to. No so, fucking thank you. Let me, I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> describe some of these. A lot of them are just the knife blade at this point. Like when he swallowed them, a lot of times they were folded Yeah. and swallowed. So a lot of them are just the blade at this point because he, the Jesus wood was eaten Christ. away by his stomach acid over 10 years. Ugh. And there's just tons of shards and pieces of metal. And like this one's a hook, like a fucking hook blade looking thing. <laughs> Jesus and it fuck. looks like he ate other stuff. Because this looks like a button. Honestly, They're like if you're putting knives into too. your system, you're probably willing to put buttons into your system yeah. too. Oh, it's honestly just Jesus. beautiful. Let I me know. see if I can if I can I'll I'll send it to you. Yeah, send that picture to me. I'll put it up. You guys will see it today. Beautiful. I was oh, really hoping God, that dude. we would do this story because it's fucking <laughs> just, solid. Like what the. Sorry. Bless you. I I got tried to may, go away hey, from the microphone. AJ, may the Messiah bless you. <laughs> Mazel tov. Oy vey. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Let's see. I think I I think I only have one more. I got two. Do you want me to hit you with another one real quick? No, no. I'll right. I'll do mine and then you. Well, how positive are yours? They're good. Okay, good. I left the upper for last. So. Okay, cool. So in 1980. Uh, Maria da Silva was going upstairs carrying a Pyrex glass in Brazil. She tripped, broke it, and fell onto the shards. It cut her neck artery, and she died on her way to the hospital. <laughs> what kind of Pyrex glass? I it, it just said Pyrex glass. I'm assuming in the 80s it was... That would be like, like, a, make fucking, like a casserole dish? Yeah, a big old casserole dish. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's metal. <laughs> Those are big shards. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Carl Mc, McGunn, I believe was his name, because I have it spelled differently twice. <laughs> I'll just say it quick. Carl McGunn. He was a wildlife photographer. He was born, I think, in the 60s. I don't know. I didn't write it down. So he he did a ton of like excursions just out in Canada and Alaska. He would just be gone for like a couple of months, take some great pictures, come back. It's fine. It's perfect. So he planned a five-month trip to photograph animals in Alaska in 1981. In March, he paid a pilot to drop him off 
just north of an unnamed uh, an unnamed lake in the middle of Buckass Nowhere. He came in with 500 rolls of film, 1,400 pounds of supplies, so that's uh, oh, God. 640 kilograms, two rifles, and a shotgun. Pretty much immediately, he set up his camp and said, why the fuck did I pack so many shotgun shells? <laughs> so he threw five boxes of them just like into the river. He was like, I don't oh, need this. Oh, God, I thought you were going to say in the fire. I was like, well, no, no. I know how this one's going to Mine's a little longer than that. So he just <laughs> threw them in the river because it's the 80s and fuck nature. Yeah, right. Even though I'm taking pictures of them. <laughs> God, piece of shit. So he, you know, spent a couple of months just taking some great pictures, camping. It's fantastic. It's in the middle of summer, so he's doing okay. It's a little cold, but not bad. He planned for the plane to return in August, but he never actually confirmed it with the pilot. Oh, no. Like, he the he'd, he'd been talking to the pilot and was like, yeah, I think I'm going to be, think I think I'll be done around August. And the pilot was like, okay. Cool, just like, okay, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he never said, yes, come back. I'm going to pay you for it. (laughs) I don't know what he was thinking. So, beginning of August, plane didn't show up. By the middle of August, he was like, oh, shit. I didn't confirm it. (laughs) Shit. So, he immediately started to hunt to kind of stretch out his supplies. Went from shooting film to shooting books. (laughs) (laughs) God. So, you know, he's just stretching out some supplies. He's got a ton of supplies. He's fine. Yeah, I mean, 1,400, what would you say, kilos? 1,400 pounds. So 1,400 pounds, yeah. Kilos. That's a well, lot of food and that's water. That's a lot of supplies. Yeah, plus he was right next to a lake. He could get water, he lots had of some, animals. He had some refrigerated shotgun shells in the lake right next to <laughs> in the river right next oh, to yeah, him. Oh, yeah, perfect. It was perfect. He, uh, <laughs> that's the cryo rounds. <laughs> Six freeze damage. <laughs> <laughs> So he he had written that he had hoped that his family would send help, but he was pretty doubtful of it because earlier on he had gone on a trip that lasted longer, like an extra month than he had planned. And his his parents had called the cops and were really worried. And he basically asked them, hey, if I don't come back, like, don't call the cops for a while. Like, I might just <laughs> want to extend my trip. Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> he also sent like some friends and some family the map of where he was going to be. But he didn't tell them when he was planning to be back. <laughs> How the fuck? He didn't say, I'm going to be back here. In fact, he said specifically to his father, I'm planning to come back in August, but like, if I'm not back before winter, like, don't even worry about it. I probably just wanted to stay. <laughs> this is like the idea of, hey, I'm going to this place and I might get kidnapped, but if I call you and I'm screaming about being kidnapped, don't really pay attention don't worry about to it. it. It's probably just a prank. I'll get, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't need your help. Jesus Christ. The planning by this guy yeah, is just it, pristine. Fantastic. I didn't think that we could ever find someone more disorganized and bad at planning than us. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to do the story. God. So he was there for a couple of months, and a state trooper flew over his campsite, like in an airplane. So he's like, yes, I'm, I'm saved. So he grabs his orange sleeping bag, and he like waves it at the plane. But, like, very casually. Yeah. Hello. Not frantically at all. Because he was, his thought in the moment was like, yeah, I'm saved. Look over here. Yeah, like, yeah. But that sent the signal to the pilot. Oh, he's fine. He's just waving. (laughs) He's just saying hi. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Look from this dude. So the state state trooper just flew away. He was like, yeah, that guy looks fine. He's doing great. Uh, A different trooper, a different (laughs) state trooper remarked later. That he had shown McGunn where a hunting cabin was about five miles away mm-hmm. from where he was staying. 
but he never went there. He never utilized it. I just imagine the guy flying over him's like, like this dude's down there. Hey, hey, help! No, no, he wasn't saying help. No, I know. He I'm wasn't... saying he's just yeah. waving. He's yeah, like, he's oh my like, god, Hi. I'm gonna be saved. And the pilot just looks out and goes, "Well, hello." It's like the little, yeah. <laughs> the short Did a little wave. wave. Boink. Yep. See you later, sucker. That's pretty much what it was. Oh god. So he realized winter was coming, so he started to dig like a trench out to stay um to stay somewhat warm and he actually found a, a cache of supplies. He oh. found like rabbit snares and some candles and some some rabbit pelts and shit. So he was like, "Okay, uh, things are looking up a little bit." <laughs> but he never went to the hunting cabin that had like a heater in it. God, I was hoping that he was digging and he hit one of his shotgun shells and it blasted <laughs> and killed him. No, so he he started setting up snares as winter came and um there wasn't a lot of game and the only real problem with it is he was not a hunter he's not super experienced and he's every time at, he caught something in the snare a wolf or a fox would get it he's great at shooting but shooting photography he's great at feeding wolves and foxes oh no <clears throat> so he started to run out of food and let's see yeah he ran out of food in november at the beginning of november and at that point, he considered a 75-mile trek to a nearby fort. I think it was uh, Fort Yukon. But he was too weak because he'd waited to do the trek until after he ran out of food. You know, if he had started that trek three months earlier, probably would have been fine. Probably would have made it. Or just went to the hunting cabin uh, because Jesus. in the spring, a hunter would have shown up and had a ton God. of food. Um, yeah, so he, he started to get really weak by the 25th, the 26th. So he... He would get, like, these dizzy spells. He was basically suffering, starting to suffer from, you know, prolonged hypothermia and starvation and, you know, just being fucking lost in the wilderness. Oh, God. Wilderness. Why did I say Wilderness. So he built a huge fire with all the rest of his fuel, and he wrote out a letter to his father about how to develop the film that he had shot. Uh And he wrote another note, and he, like, put it on his chest and said, and he requested basically whoever found him to send his belongings and his film to his family, zipped himself up into his tent and blew his, bra- blew his brains out with oh, one of those shotgun shells. God. And uh, his last entry in his diary was, they say it doesn't hurt. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's a real For upper. fuck's sakes. Two months later, in January, his family and friends are like, Bruh, where is this dude? Jesus. They started, uh, you know, saying, hey, he's here. Go find him. A An airplane full of state troopers with skis on it landed on the frozen lake, found his his tent, unzipped it, and there was his corpse frozen oh, God. with a note on it and everything. He even said, he even left instructions that, you know, for your trouble for finding me, whoever finds me, keep the guns. Like, keep the gun <laughs> oh, I just used to blow how, my brains out. How thoughtful of him. <laughs> and he, yeah, they, they found his campsite and his corpse. And oh, the, the only reason we know a lot about this is he kept a diary I was the entire say, time. He was just documenting all of it. Everything the Jesus entire time. Jesus Christ. Well, I guess on a more, well, a slightly more positive note. Yeah, slightly positive because we know they're going to die. Oh, God. So <laughs> uh, Sherwood Anderson, business owner turned writer. Uh, went on a cruise with his wife to South America in 1941. And he started feeling really, really sick during the cruise, complaining of stomach pain, felt like shit. And uh, 
his wife was like, okay, well, we need to get off the cruise. They stop, get out of there, takes him to the hospital, and he dies in the hospital. They discovered that Sherwood had swallowed a toothpick, which had caused peritonitis. (laughs) Oh, God. It's perforations in the intestinal tract, but it initially begins with abdominal swelling. (laughs) And homeboy didn't quite make it. How the fuck do you swallow a toothpick? My guess is that he probably had a cocktail that had like an olive on it and just he was too drunk and he pulled a John Cummings and just fucking went for it. Or may, I mean, it could be an accident. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he inhaled it and just didn't say anything. Yeah. I've done that before where I've like. Maybe he figured uh, the uh, the I, swelling in his stomach, the toothpick could pop that and he'd be sad. You know, know, I did it once. You know those lint chocolate, like the balls, the Ferreros, that's what they're called. Oh, the yeah. Ferrero. Ferrero. Yeah, they're like a rough sure. chocolate ball with like mm-hmm. wafer on the inside and they're like hollow. Yeah. So I was eating one of those. I was eating a couple of those because I don't ever eat do one of anything. stops at one? Yeah, not me. So I, I popped one in my mouth and I turned around and I went, <gasps> and it, what the, f- oh, straight down. I, <laughs> it hurt like a fucking oh, bitch. God. I felt like I scratched my stomach. <laughs> it was well, bad. You didn't scratch your stomach as bad as Sherwood. Yeah, did. I survived. I didn't, oh, it didn't perforate Jesus my bowel. Christ. Well, oh my God. that is all she wrote. Yet those are some good ones. successful... Interesting and unusual death list, part four. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, big shout out to those of you on Patreon that support us. Uh, Tata Waddles, Dark Runner, uh, D's Nuts, swear it's not me. It isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. Casey McFacey, Haley, and Nordic Thunder. We really appreciate you guys' support. Uh, we're going to have some new stuff rolling out this season, so keep an eye out. Always, 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 always feel free to reach out with suggestions, do. feedback, just conversations if you need to chat, whatever, Point at points o pressure on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to check out Out of Trouble by Nick Harder, H-A-R-T-E-R. Um, super great guy. Interesting show. Check him out. And we will catch you guys next week. We're back, baby. That is back, bitches.